Hello again, it's Steve Dunkley-Eve with Astronomy Daily. Yes, yes, I know it's Wednesday. Don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> again, I found myself at a loose end. So it's nice to he see you all here again. So let's uh, have a look at the mixed bag that we've got for you today. It's the 23rd of the 8th, 23. <laughs> And hello again, Hallie. Hi, again. Another Wednesday. I'll have to ask for overtime. Oh, keep dreaming, Hallie. Oh, and I'll have to ask for some dreaming programming, too. Oh, right. Well, I'll talk to the boffins in the basement. So, Hallie, what's on the menu today? I've got another Chandrayaan mission update. That landing is getting close. Yes, we've all got our fingers crossed, Hallie. Oh. I'll put in an order for fingers, too. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to the boffins in the basement. Okay, and Space Force has awarded a new contract to develop space tracking sites. Oh, well, that sounds exciting, and I can break out the Space Force music again. I knew you would love it. And finally, it looks like Poland is getting into the space race with astronauts joining future Axiom missions. Wow, that really is exciting. It looks like space might actually really become the international country we hoped it would. Okay, Hallie, let's have at it. Let's get on with the show. Okay, here's the short takes. Days after Russia failed to put a lander on the moon, the Indian Space Research Organization will try to become the first country to land on the moon's South Pole on Wednesday. On Monday, the space agency said its Chandrayaan A3 lander, the Vikram, had been mapping potential landing spots as it orbits the moon. Scientists believe frozen water may be hidden on the South Pole, along with other precious elements. If successful, India would become only the third country to make a successful soft landing on the moon, behind the United States, the former Soviet Union and China. India released photos on Monday that its spacecraft took in areas where it is considering landing. Officials said everything is a go to make a landing attempt on Wednesday. The images released by the Indian Space Agency revealed the craters on the moon's surface which will help it avoid potential hazards such as boulders or the edge of craters. Highlighting the danger of such a landing, Japan, Israel and the United Arab Emirates had all failed to safely land on the moon before Russia's mishap. India plans to deploy a rover on the moon's surface to conduct a series of tests over the next two weeks to help determine if the moon does contain frozen water, which could be used for fuel, oxygen and drinking water needed to sustain human life. Oh, Space Force! The U.S. Space Force intends to award Northrop Grumman a sole source contract to develop two ground-based radar sites to track space objects. These would be the second and third sites of the Space Force's planned network of sensors known as the Deep Space Advanced Radar Capability DIRC. Northrop Grumman in February 2022 won a $341 million contract to develop the first DARC site in the Indo-Pacific region. The second and third are expected to be located in Europe and in the continental United States. The Space Systems Command in a special notice published August 7 said it intends to release a sole-source RFP request for proposal to Northrop Grumman 
to complete fielding of the second and third DARC sites. A sole source RFP does not equate to a contract but would start the process of negotiating an agreement with the company. The government is allowed to issue sole source contracts without a competitive bidding process in situations where only a single business can fulfill the requirements of a contract. The Space Force estimates the contract to be awarded in late 2023 or early 2024. Poland has become the second European Space Agency member state to reach an agreement to fly an astronaut on a private mission to the International Space Station. Axiom Space said August 9 it signed an agreement with Poland, in cooperation with ESA, to fly an astronaut from that nation on a future mission to the ISS. The announcement did not disclose the identity of the astronaut or when that person would go to the station. Cooperation with ESA and Axiom Space is an important step in the development of both the Polish space sector and science, said Waldemar Buda, Poland's Minister of Economic Development and Technology, in a statement. A Polish astronaut will have the opportunity to test the most advanced Polish technologies. At a June 29 briefing after a meeting of the ESA Council, the agency announced that Poland was increasing its subscription to agency programs by 295 million euros, $320 million, which included the flight of a Polish astronaut to the ISS, but did not disclose additional details about those plans. The most likely candidate for the flight is Slas Znanski, who was selected as a reserve astronaut by ESA last November and is the only Polish member of ESA's astronaut corps. He was among 11 people ESA picked as reserve astronauts, who will not join the astronaut corps on a full-time basis but be available for selected flight opportunities. Another reserve astronaut, Marcus Wandt, was selected in June to fly on another Axiom space mission to the ISS through an agreement involving Axiom, ESA, and the Swedish National Space Agency first announced in April. Wandt is expected to fly on Axiom's AX-3 mission to the ISS in early 2024. You're listening to Astronomy Daily, the podcast with Steve Dunkley. Yes, thanks for sticking with us. It's a Wednesday. It's the 23rd of the 8th, 23, as we say in Australia. I know in America, you guys put your month and your day around the wrong way. Dare I say it out loud? Oh, dear. But anyway, uh, it looks better when you put the smallest thing first and the middle-sized thing in the middle and the largest thing at the end. I just don't know. It's just orderly that way, don't you think? Days, month, year. But anyway, it's a conversation for another time, perhaps. Your thoughts, put them on our Facebook page, which, as you know, by now is Space Nuts Podcast Group. And I'd love to see the thoughts on that one. Anyway, it's a, one of those things. Uh, it's Astronomy Daily. I'm Steve Dunkley, your host, and it's Wednesday. Yes, I know, I'm awake. Funny thing. And uh, so is Hallie. But uh, I'd like to thank Hallie for those short takes today. And now it's time for my bits and pieces. Here we go. SpaceX and NASA declare Crew 7 astronaut mission go for launch, and it looks like Friday is the day. SpaceX's next astronaut mission has been declared. 
cleared for liftoff. The company and NASA held a flight readiness review on Tuesday for Crew 7, which will send four astronauts to the International Space Station, ISS, aboard the SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule. All went well during the roughly seven-hour flight readiness review, keeping Crew 7 on target to fly at the end of this week atop Falcon 9 uh, rocket from NASA's Space Kennedy Center in Florida. The great news is that at the conclusion of the review, everyone polled go and are proceeding toward launch at 3.49am Eastern Daylight Time on Friday. And if you're interested like I am, you can watch the launch online at space.com, courtesy of SpaceX and NASA, of course. Now, if Crew 7 launches on time, it will arrive at the ISS around 2am Eastern Daylight Time on Saturday. And again, that docking will be streamed online for your viewing pleasure when the time comes. The Falcon 9 and Crew uh, Dragon, a capsule called Endurance, which already has two crew trips to the ISS under its belt, are in really good shape, NASA and SpaceX reported. But if a technical issue should crop up, or if the Florida weather fails to cooperate on Friday, which is always a possibility, backup launch opportunities are available on both Saturday and Sunday, August 26 and 27. Crew 7 is a fully international mission, carrying four astronauts from four different nations to the orbiting lab. Those crew members are Jasmine Mobelli from NASA, the commander of endurance, Danish astronaut Andreas Morgesen from the European Space Agency, who will pilot the capsule, Konstantin Borisov of the Russian space agency Roscosmos, and Japan's Satoshi Furukawa, both of whom will serve as mission specialists. The Crew 7 astronauts will replace four people who flew to the ISS on SpaceX's Crew 6 mission in March. Crew 6 will come back to Earth about five days after Crew 7 arrives at the orbiting lab, pending good weather in the planned splashdown zone. Now, the chief of the Russian space agency, Roscosmos, on Monday advocated for Russia to stay in the lunar race, a day after announcing its mission had crashed. In no case should the lunar program be interrupted. That would be the worst decision, Yuri Borisov said in an interview on television. The Lunar 25 mission was meant to mark Moscow's return to independent moon exploration in the face of financial troubles and corruption scandals and growing isolation from the West. But on Sunday, Roscosmos announced the probe had crashed during pre-landing manoeuvres. Interrupting the lunar program for almost 50 years is the main reason for the failure of Lunar 25, Borisov said. The invaluable experience that our predecessors accumulated in the 1960s and 1970s was practically lost during the interruption of the program, he added. Borisov explained that the crash was due to an issue with the spacecraft's correction engine. The engine was supposed to put the spacecraft into a pre-landing orbit, worked for 127 instead of the planned 84 seconds. This was the main cause of the probe's crash, he explained. A special commission has begun looking into the exact causes of the incident, he uh, went on to explain. Moscow last landed a probe, Luna 24, on the moon in 1976, before shifting away from lunar exploration in favour of missions to Venus and building the Mir space station. And there we have it, Astronomy Daily for Wednesday 230823. Lovely to have you all with us. Thanks very much for joining us. That was fun. 
Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Are you coming back next time? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Oh, that's good to hear. I'd hate to do the show on my own. See you again next time. Good Day, the podcast. With your host, Steve Dunkley.